Welcome to Tiki Central Canada. Ever wonder what's in that cool, refreshing drink that you just have to have on that hot summer's day? Mmm, me too. Picture a man going on a journey beyond sight and sound. He has left society. He has entered Tiki Central with palm trees, beach sand, blue skies, and God, get me a drink now. Here's your hosts, Craig, Paula, and Mark, and their wacky views in drinks, life, and maybe information. Hey folks, and hey, how's it going? It's Craig here from Tiki Central Canada. I will be your host, your mixologist, and hopefully information for the hour. See how it goes. And of course, yes, we're doing this via internet. We were supposed to be at Paula's house, but of course, some things happened. Scheduled conflictions. And hey, but you know what, though? The show must go on. So we are still here for you guys. And yes, we're uh, basically coming to the show with you via internet. Now, of course, on my left side of my screen, as usual, my lovely co-host, See, I'm being very nice to her today. Aww. Very lovely co-host, uh, Paula, who's our, our tiki newbie. How are we doing, Paula? How are we doing? Great. I'm now wondering what is it that you want from me? <laughs> well, you know, maybe, I don't know. We'll see. Uh- <laughs> You're too nice. This is, this is weird. Nice. I'm being so Canadian. That's, yeah. that's, that's what it is. It's, it's like, okay, you need to go down to Brazil for a while, Craig, and like toughen up, okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, we're doing great. Um, it's good to be here. I had the opportunity to try the drinks that we're doing today, so that's there fun. We go. So we'll get some feedback. This is gonna be good. Yeah. This side of my screen is Mark. Mark, how are we doing today in the back cave? We're doing okay. We're in the back cave. We're we're dark and dank. This is good. See, you you, you cut the cue. You're supposed to go. I'm Batman. Uh, <laughs> I don't tell people I'm Batman. I'll endanger my family and friends. This is true. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Craig, Craig pretends he doesn't know how, how it goes being a vigilante. Like, you're not supposed to say who you are. That's true. Your identity is supposed to be hidden. I, I'm poli- like, I just spilled the beans. I'm sorry, guys. Mark is not Batman. I want to clarify that for the show and all of our listeners. Like, if you think about it, everyone inside of uh, what's the town called where Batman lives? Um, the city of Gotham. Gotham City, yeah. So everyone in Gotham City has no idea Batman's is Bruce Wayne. Only the millions of people out here in the yes, real world it's know. That's true. true. <laughs> I always found it funny that you know when you used to watch the Superman movies and stuff like this, the only difference between being him being Superman and Clark Kent was literally most of the time was just the glasses. Yeah, like, people did see they were that oblivious to think that. This could be Superman with glasses. Like, it's just so weird. You know what I mean? Like, he had the worst disguise ever. Like, yeah, yeah, I agree. But, you know, Batman still is pretty covered. It's just the lips, right? That you exactly. Can so, like, unless you know his lips. Yeah, jawline, lips. <laughs> That's it. You're okay. Yeah, general height, features, air, you know, eye color. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now Mark's really getting in depth here. Jeez. <laughs> Shoe size. You Shoe know, size. Yeah. The way he drives. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I don't know how they keep these secret identities. Anyways, well, let's let's go on to the show, shall we? Yeah, because... <laughs> this is a DC uh, podcast. Yeah, actually is oh, a my God. Podcast. I was going to say, is this a Marvel <laughs> <laughs> true. Uh, you can clearly tell I don't know what my DCs from my Marvels and from my Disney's or anything, right? That's okay. It's okay. That makes you special. <laughs> so, what are we talking about today? 
Yeah, so anyways, we obviously spilled the beans. So today's show is about Disney. And more importantly, actually, Trader Sam's Bar. We'll get more in depth with that, obviously, on Mark's Adventures later on in the show. Yes, Mark's Adventures is back. It's pretty cool. And yes, Disney is the topic of today. So how come Disney? So the reason why we're doing Disney is that I've noticed lately that there's a whole bunch of stuff popping out of Disney. Disney Plus has got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, streaming is becoming huge, obviously, because of COVID. There's also the new uh, movie out, which is called Jungle Cruise, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yep, Jungle Cruise. Paula Sott. And actually, in the movie, if you clarify with me off mic, obviously, we talked about this, that Trader Sam actually is in the movie. Yes. Or the, char- the character of Trader Sam, sorry. Well, well, the Trader Sam in the movie is a girl. So it's Trader, Trader Samantha. Yeah, I guess. Probably, so I, guess. I I don't know if that's how it's supposed to be, Mark. Mm-hmm. You can you can tell because I don't really remember the actual ride, the Jungle Cruise. But Justin was telling me that the movie is based on a ride in Disney. Yeah, it's true. It's based it's on true. The, it is. It is based on the Jungle Cruise, which was apparently allegedly legend has it. It was based yes. on a cruise that used to go up the Waimea River in Kauai, and the guides used to do the the malarkey type stuff that the uh, Jungle Cruise people do. And apparently people were enamored with that and decided to make that part of the original Jungle Cruise. Oh, that's nice. Uh-huh. In the movie, cool. they're, they're uh, way back home in the Amazon. Ah, so Amazon Brazil or Amazon Hawaii? Oh, okay. No, no. There's Amazon in Hawaii? No. I don't know. I'm, no. just, I'm guessing. <laughs> I haven't been there. <laughs> you, 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 can, you can get stuff from Amazon in Hawaii. Oh, but a bump. Mark's bad jokes. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a million of them, folks. He's got a million of them. Stay tuned. You'll hear them all. <laughs> yeah. So we're just talking about Disney or we are actually doing a couple drinks today? Well, this is Tiki Central. So, of course, we have to have drinks. I mean, come on. What is a show without drinks? Are these the ones that you made for me the other day? Yes. So these are the drinks ah. that you tried. Uh, so we're going to do the Castaway Crush and the Rosita Margarita. Oh, look at that. You rhyme. I'm a poet. And I don't even know it. Uh, okay. You talk about me and Amazon. Oh, any rate. So why are, why these drinks in particular? Well, one of the drinks actually has, I'm going to, yes, I know I'm going to butcher Paula. She's going to tell me before I even get there. Kashasa, right? Almost. Kashasa. Kashasa. Yes. So one of them has the spirit in it. Which is Brazilian, and guess what? We have a Brazilian on the show, so um, we do. <laughs> hey, Craig, there's another name for cachaça that might be easier for you. Okay, pinga, pinga. Yes, you know what that sounds like? It sounds like a Disney character, pinga. Yeah, well, pinga in Portuguese is is dropping. Ah. So it's like a droplet. Okay, so droplet. Interesting. Yeah. Cachaça and pinga are the same thing. So Okay, if, so we use pinga. Okay. Yeah, you can use pinga, you know, since you have... Way, way easier for me, you know that. You know, <laughs> su- such a, an ease of access to other languages. Yes, I'm, I'm really good at other languages. It's yeah. just my expertise. <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> the other one also is a cheeky spinoff of the classic margarita. And actually, rosita, actually in Spanish means rose. The other word that margarita is uh, back in 1937, the other word to describe a margarita was daisy. Yeah. So between those two, those are the two words that were used back then to actually describe or name a margarita. 
So that's why we're doing Rosita Margarita. Okay, so what's the first drink? Is it the one I liked or the one I didn't like? Oh, this is the one we all loved, by the Ooh. way. Yes, when we all tried this one, instantly we're all like, this is the best thing ever. Yeah. Uh, this, that's the Castaway Crush. It was a fan favorite. Yes. It was a fan favorite across the board. I, I got slightly drunk off of it. <laughs> Halfway down the glass, she's like, I'm done. I'm like, oh my God. Meanwhile, Mark said like three drinks and he's like, where's the rest of it? It's like, <laughs> you know that after I was done the whole cup, after I was done, you know, and I met up with Justin, he's like, yeah. I was hiccuping. Oh no, no way. I, I was hiccuping for like a good half hour straight. He's oh, like, no. you're drunk, aren't you? I'm like, I might be. <laughs> <laughs> I oh might, might be. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Whoopsie daisies. I should just say, hey, the things I got to do for this show, you don't understand, okay? These are the sacrifices I make. <laughs> yep. Oh, God. All right. So let's go actually go through this recipe. So this is going to be two ounces of Leblon. That's uh, L-E-B-L-O-N. That's the pinga. So yes. pinga. Yes. Or referred to as... Cachaça. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Subtitle, cachaça. All right, two ounces of pineapple juice, your favorite. There you go. One ounce of cream of coconut, which is another one of your favorite things you love. I love, uh, yes. Yes, and you can get that at any specialty coffee shop whatsoever. So if you go to any place like that that has syrups, you find it there. Half an ounce of cinnamon syrup. And this is one of the things that I love about this drink because it does have, and I'm sure Mark can concur when we had it, it's like it does have a bit of a kick to it, like a bit of a spice to it. Uh, and then half ounce of fresh slime juice. So, what was the take on it, Mark? I think we talked about this—the the aftertaste of this this drink, or what you thought of the drink. Yeah, I think it's nice. I think the the pinga uh, really has brings a nice flavor to it, and a little different than the usual rums. <laughs> and the uh, yes, and the cinnamon syrup it was excellent. It was an excellent drink. Everyone should have two. I agree. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty well balanced. It was not sour. It wasn't sweet. It was just kind of right down the middle. And I had a lot of layers to it, so I, I really like that a lot. Now, did you shake this guy? Did you just uh, did you stir it? Did you put it like it? Did you have to wear Disney ears? The Mickey Mouse ears. Yeah. Well, I'm actually Disney's on my wish list, so I haven't got my ears yet. I'll try. I'll try. Anyways, yeah. So I actually did shake this, and I placed it in a hurricane glass with some fresh ice and garnished it with an orchid. Mm-hmm. Very tropical. You didn't do any of that? You didn't garnish with anything, so don't lie to the people? Okay. You guys know we don't do the garnish on the show. Yeah, yeah. He he doesn't think that we deserve the prettiness of a garnish drink. <laughs> yes. Uh, We're not worth all the effort. No. Oh, no. that's harsh. But, you know, for you folks that are d- making a drink for someone you love, you put the garnish you know, she's pretty critical for a person who gets free drinks, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say. You got a free bartender. Mm. You got drinks being served to you on an you know, hourly basis. I don't understand the problem here. <laughs> it's like, There's it's, no problem. It's just me being bitchy. That's, that's Brazilian of you. There you go. <laughs> but here's the thing, guys. This drink is really phenomenal. I yeah. loved it, loved it, loved it. It's definitely on the top three with the Blue Hawaiian mm-hmm. and the... Craig's creation, the what's it what's it called again? Jamaican Breeze. The Jamaican Breeze. Yeah. The Castaway Crush is up there. I just don't know that I would use the cachaça again. I would probably make it with vodka or with a white rum next time. Oh, there you go. Some good suggestions. There you go. Just because cachaça is extra strong for me particularly, mm-hmm. I, I can taste it a lot. And opposite of Mark that thought that the cachaça brought a beautiful flavor to it. 
I appreciate that because he's a connoisseur, obviously, and I'm a nobody, a newbie. Oh, but for me, I prefer with less of of the that burning taste, right? And right. cachaça burns, so that's mm-hmm. the only little alteration I would make. Now, for the people up there, just to let you guys know, though, when you do um, use the cachaça. I know I just messed it up. Don't worry. Uh, anyways, it has actually a grassy note to it. I'm sure Mark can concur on that. It actually has a little bit of grassy note to it. So if you switch over to a vodka rum, that's perfectly fine, of course. But you will miss some of that element that's in there from that, that spirit. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. like the rums from Haiti and these other places. They have the grassy feel to it. So it's like that kind of flavor comes through. But at the same time, the cinnamon was wonderful there. It took me a, a minute there to put my finger on what it was that was. Yeah, she couldn't figure it out. It was awesome. Yeah. That's, a, it, that's, a, that's a true tiki drink right there because you're like, I can drink it, but I don't have no clue what I'm drinking. Yeah, and it, it was fun. It was very fun to... You know, all those yeah. those flavors, everything, the coconut with the cinnamon, I never would have thought of that combination, and it came out beautifully. Exactly. It was so, an yeah. awesome drink around. So two, oh, three thumbs up all the way around, guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. This one yes, is sure. a, a must-make. And by the way, uh, okay, really can't even spell connoisseur. <laughs> what, Mr. Encyclopedia? Come on. Come on, walking, talking phonics, or is it? That's that? right. No, that one's Cam, right? That's Cam. Yeah, Cam's the uh, the the grammar teacher. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, next drink, the Rosita Margarita. There we go. Yes, the Rosita Margarita. And so we're gonna go through this one. So it's gonna be an ounce and a half of Casamigos tequila. That's a silver tequila, by the way. Or you can use the Respondo. Respondo. Yes. Respondo. Respondo. Okay. Uh, anyways, yes, I do recommend actually this Casamigos tequila, by the way, for your bar as your top tequila, your premium tequila. And the reason why is because, yes, there's tons of celebrities out there that are endorsing all these different spirits, tequilas, gins, wines. We're seeing it across the board, especially with COVID. But the thing with this tequila in particular is that George actually was building a building a, um, a house down in, in Mexico. And there's a guy that's beside him that's a restaurant connoisseur. And they both were basically sitting on their porch one day. And he says, I would love to have a tequila that doesn't have a burn to it. And it's really high quality. And so they actually went out and got people to develop this tequila for them personally and only their friends. So they had no intentions of selling it actually on the market. Um, and Casamigos, if I remember correctly, is friends, right? Yeah. Amigos is friends. Right. So for your friends, basically, yes, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, so uh, it was only until basically his friends through time eventually said, hey, George, you got to sell this. This is an amazing product. You got to get it out in the market. So this is one of the reasons why I recommend this tequila because it actually is a high quality tequila. It doesn't just have a name slapped on it for no reason. It actually does have a purpose behind it. So yeah, ounce and a half of that Casamigos tequila. You're going to do basically a half ounce of the Bulls Orange Carousel. I did use real carousel, by the way. Uh, you can use triple sec, Guamanier, we've talked about this before, Cointreau, those all work as well. One ounce of lime juice, a half ounce of Flurum. So if you're in the States, obviously this is something you can grab off the shelf. In Canada, you're going to have to make it yourself. Or if you have some friends that go down to the States, wink, wink, like my friends here, right? wink, wink, go to yeah. the States and get you some. Uh, you, there is a recipe on our- You see, guys, you see, he, he complains that we are getting free drinks and we shouldn't be complaining about the garnish, but then he <laughs> winks, winks that his friends bring right. him drinks from the States. That's right. They bring me my booze. It's right. So, so- <laughs> 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 
this is like, this is like Trader Sam's. We're, we're trading, you know, like oh, drinks yes, and then you complain on national radio. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. You, you got me on that one. All right. Uh, I do have really, I do have really good friends, so they do help me out. Yes, for sure. Uh, anyways, yes, there is a recipe for it on a recipe page for that. So that's a half ounce of the florum, a half ounce of agave nectar. So this is actually is just regular agave nectar you can buy at the grocery store. Super healthy for you. It's better than refined sugar for sure. And yeah, that is a, that that is a our cocktail. It's 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 well balanced all around. And uh, it looks kind of, it's basically, for the most part, pretty natural. Yeah, the agave nectar is available in the uh, organic section of most grocery stores. <laughs> well, thank you for that, Mark. I swear, we should, you know what we need to do? We need to have Mark's grocery store section segment. <laughs> where it tells you all the special items you can find in a grocery store and where to find them. Well, yeah, but if you're going like the yeah. regular grocery section, like the syrups and things, like your maple syrup, your corn syrup, they'll have this little tiny, tiny bottle of agave there. And they want like a thousand dollars for it or whatever, right? But if you head down to the organic yeah. section, it comes in a big, huge squeeze bottle for like eight bucks. Yep. And so it's just like that's where I got mine. Yeah. <laughs> that's where I didn't get mine. So I guess that's where I'm gonna go get mine. There we go. She's got it on her grocery list now. She's writing it down. <sighs> so now this drink here, once again, did you have to do like a Disney ears, shake it one each ear, or did you stir it in each ear? That's it. So I shook it all through my head, uh, and then I strained it into a double old-fashioned rocks glass with obviously fresh ice and garnished it with a lemon and a cherry on a skew. Yes. So this one we did have, and so Mark, what was your take on this? What was your thoughts on this? It was it was boost forward. It was very boost forward, and uh, I'm a fan of the non-frozen margarita. So I did like this drink. Yeah, it was a very strong. It was was boost forward for sure. And I know Paula, she gave me the pucker face. She had one sip of that and she's like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm well, out of here. It's like, <laughs> dude, I got drunk with the other one, right? That was yeah. not as booze forward. So, yeah, yeah this one would have caused me problems. Yeah, you would have been on the floor. You would have, it's like, it's like, I, I, I got to make a note here. So it's funny. So we're having, we're making these drinks for, you know, uh, for ourselves. And so anyways, uh, so Paula has the, the, the castaway crush. I make another castaway crush for myself because I loved it. And Mark's like, well, I got to drink whatever's been made. So there's no sense wasting drinks. So he had this one and the Bahama Mama, which we actually had from the show before. Yeah, because because Craig promises every time because when we do these shows online, well, Mark Mark has all the paraphernalia at his house, so he usually can make the drink. But I have nothing here at my house, so I'm just you know blindly trying to tell you people if it's a good drink or not. So when he when Craig comes, I get to try them because he comes with a little bar. Uh, yeah, a, a little bar <laughs> in a in a box, and he makes the the previous drinks so that I can um, taste, which exactly. is very very nice of him. Mm -hmm. And ah, um, well, it is very nice of you. <laughs> oh, I mean, you guys need to be you know to tell the to tell our listeners basically what you what you think of the drinks. I mean, they want to know, right? Especially Paula for you because you do the girl drink. So the girls want to know like, hey, did you like that drink, Paula? Did you not like that drink? On the same hand that I complain, I also give you compliments. I know. it's. I like it. It's a, it's a, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a balance. It's a fine scale. Yeah, we balance it out. It's, it's, it's a love-hate relationship. It's all good. So yeah, so he made – did I like the Bahama Mama? I, no, I we didn't. didn't like it. We, we Oh yeah, that's right. Guys – It was kind of blah. It was kind of blah. Yeah, it was boring. 
Yeah, I was embarrassed by that one because I'm like, damn, I made that one too. Jeez. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, we figured it could use some vanilla syrup. That's what it needed, yes. So if we go back to the make of that drink. It really needed flavor. It was very boring. Yeah, it was. It had like nothing really to it. Yeah, for sure. But you know what? Hey, Mark drank it. Of course he did. <laughs> okay. It, it's a free drink. <laughs> Who's going to turn down a free yeah, drink? Well, last time somebody asked me if I wanted a free drink. And I said, no, it's because I didn't understand the question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I want to go on an adventure with Mark. This is what I want to do. I want to go like see. I, I think it'd be hilarious just to see us like hanging out at Tiki Bar to see like where it goes. <laughs> it's like, there we go. Oh, it's fun. You start the, start the top, work your way down. Work your way down the menu. Yeah. There you go. Unless the menu starts with like, uh, usually it's the uh, non-alcoholic drinks are last. So that's a good thing. But if they're first. Start at the bottom, work your way up. Yeah. So those were really, actually, I, I really like both of them, well, especially the first one. But where did you get the recipes? So the recipes I got actually from Mark, because we did marking, doing Mark's adventures. What it is, he sent me off the Trader Sam's menu from his his adventure. And so as a bartender, basically what we do is we do, which obviously we talked about before, reverse engineering. So I basically took the menu that he sent me. And kind of basically figure out the combinations of all the different proportions of all the ingredients to make it work. So the castaway crunch came out really well. I, I really was surprised. I actually got that one on the first shot, the right combination. So as a bartender, let me explain something to you guys when you when you look at a menu, uh, especially a cocktail menu. Our cocktail menu, when we put the items on there, we do almost the exact same thing you do when you see you go to the grocery store. So when you go to the grocery store and look at, say, a box of like cereal or a soup or whatever it is, it's the exact same thing. So on a box of cereal, the very first ingredient is the most used ingredient or the most amount of ingredient that's being used in that, that product. And it kind of works its way down to the smallest amount of unit in, the, in, the, in that product. So it's the same thing when you see a cocktail menu. So the first things you're going to see is all the spirits, obviously all the alcohol. But that is basically a, a two to two to one ratio. So what I mean by that is that it's going to be probably two ounces of booze, about two or three ounces of mix and one ounce of ice or water or something to that extent. Soda, water, pop, whatever it is. And so that's the formula that actually that I use for these. And so I basically, for the first one, it was basically an ounce and a half and a half ounce or something, and then an ounce and a half and a half ounce or something. So that's how you can figure all that out when you come to looking at cocktail menus. You can almost like reverse engineer it yourself. Welcome to Mark's Adventures. Welcome to Mark's Adventures. Yay. All right. So instead of our typical question, we always ask Mark, you know, about the location and things like that. And where is it? Let's actually figure out why, what is the Disney impact on Tiki? We, I think me and you've had these discussions several times, Mark. So what do you think, you, you explain to our listeners how Disney has affected Tiki in some ways? Well, I think we mentioned this on one of the other shows that uh, Tiki is almost like the entry level drug for a lot of people or Disney's the entry-level drug for a lot of uh, tiki, tiki files, whether it was all the television mm -hmm. shows from the 50s and 60s, the movies, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, uh, the attractions, oh, not the rides, the attractions. Uh, the, tiki, the attractions. The Tiki Tiki Room, the Jungle Cruise, uh, Swiss Family Robinson, and the whole Adventureland in both Disneyland and Walt Disney World. And uh, it's mm -hmm. just had a huge impact. The uh, animatronics, the... Uh, the people designing all the stuff, they're, they go way back and they're, they're, a lot of them are legendary. And uh, the stuff is very collectible, of course, because Disney, Disney collectors are as fanatical as any collector. 
And so when you have a combination mm-hmm. of this Oceana with Disney and everything, and it's just, it's, it's a, it's a perfect wave and it, it's great. And then when they opened the bars, it was like icing on the cake. Nice. Do you also think in some ways too, cause I mean, I, I, I've, just from you talk and the conversations me and you've had, do you think in some ways Disney's like kind of nailed it on the head about how, like if you go over to Hawaii, the atmosphere of Hawaii, the the whole environment of Hawaii, the intake you, you have of Hawaii and all the tropics and kind of just really did the research to make it perfect environment, like the Tiki Room, the Polynesian Village and everything that they kind of went to experts and say, hey, we want to make exactly almost like a duplicate of what you see in those Polynesian environments or those areas. Yeah, absolutely. They, uh, whether it was making a movie and then transferring that knowledge over or actually bringing in people and doing the dances and things like that. It's, it's always bang on and it's always, it's always enjoyable. It's like, that's the reason you can go to it again and again and again. And, uh, it's awesome. I'd go there tomorrow if I could. I wish we could. We all could. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, have you been to actually both Tiki Enchanted Tiki Rooms? I have not been to the West Coast one because it was under construction when I was there. Oh. But I have gone to the Orlando one a number of times. So, I've seen the show change three times, So, which is good. Cool. Now, was that because you said that was closed? Was that because I remember hearing somewhere in the news that there was a fire? Yes. Was that, that's not that one, no, right? Oh, what's that one? Yes. Well, the, uh, the the one out west, they're just refurbishing it. And they're refurbishing a bunch of – they're changing that whole area around the uh, Adventureland. They're putting in a – they were putting in a new cafeteria, eating area. And uh, so it was all incorporated. I assume it was in time to come out with the movie as well. So whatever. But the uh, mm-hmm. Walt Disney World in Orlando, they changed it uh, to incorporate the Lion King and Aladdin – they added some characters mm-hmm. and then they had, and uh, called under new management and uh, the purists did not like it at all. But then the, the gods that are out front, which is different as well. There's little entry, little entry show for the uh, Walt Disney world one. And uh, though mm-hmm. I think those gods got very angry and uh, there was a fire there and the, uh, the parrot Iago, uh, he got burned. And uh, so they reverted back to the new. <laughs> They reverted back to the original show. Yeah, it was one of his sabotage or something, eh? Oh, God. You don't mess around with Pele and the gods out front, let me tell you. They get angry. The tiki gods are looking. They're angry. But it's fun. It's great. It only lasts about 15, 17 minutes. There's about two or three minutes difference between the two of them, apparently, the two tiki rooms. And uh, but cool. So uh, I have to go back to Disneyland just to see it. I definitely can't. I've never been. This is on my check. It's on my uh, bucket list. Hawaii and Disneyland. So I'm definitely going to go well, to both you take a flight. Are those that... that- the two big ones for you? Destinations? Bucket list? Yeah. Those are the two big ones that are on my list for sure. Mm-hmm. I did uh, one of the th- ones I did was uh, when I turned 50, I wanted to do a cruise because I've never been on a cruise ship before. And so we did that. Um, if I do it again, I think I'm going to go into a smaller boat. We went on the biggest boat there is. Yeah. And uh, the thing that I, I didn't realize also too is if you do excursions on a cruise ship, by the way, this is like kind of a hit traveler's tip. By the time you do an excursion, you have to basically get off the boat. You have to get your transportation to the excursion. You have to get your transportation back from the excursion. And they also want you on the boat usually an hour before they leave. So they say, oh, yeah, you've got 10 hours. We're docking here for 10 hours. Well, it really ends up being about six because of the 
all the different things that are incorporated. So you kind of get a t- and someone explained this to me. You kind of get a taste of the islands when you're doing a cruise ship, but you yeah. don't get the full experience of the islands when you're in a cruise ship. Oh, not even close. When you're yeah. going the cruise ship, it's mostly for the cruise ship because you barely get to see all the the different places. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed about that. You know, like we've docked and I was like, this is St. Martin, it's going to be amazing. And then we kind of like, I mean, don't get me wrong, we had a great time. But you almost like, you like you get, you kind of start getting into fun and, and relaxing. And also like, okay, got to pack it up, guys. We got to go back to the boat. Yeah. And it's like, come on. It's really <laughs> quick. It's like uh, instant sightseeing. Like, Yeah, exactly. So how long has the, the Enchanted Room been there? The room opened, uh, actually it's been there since the... Uh Early 60s actually opened up in uh, June 23rd, 1963. 63? It's older than us. Or me, anyway. Most of us. Say most of us. Much older than me. (laughs) (laughs) Mark's like, I went there. Are you kidding? Is there an opening day? What are you talking about? No, not quite. Yeah, but it's, uh, yeah, so it's been around the animatronics. There's, uh, I think there's like 150 different animatronic uh, characters in there. It's uh, it's pretty amazing. And so has it remained the same over the years? Like, has it changed in any way? Oh, well, no, like I said, they changed it when they uh, had the fire. They tried to update it and uh, put Iago and uh, Zuzu, is that his name? In there. Zazu. I was close. I was close. Yay, it wasn't me this time. <laughs> Zuzu. <laughs> 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 I have a baby now. I know all their names. Anyway, I mean, Zazu wasn't annoying, but Iago always is, right? Yes. And so it just didn't, I don't know, it just didn't have that feel of the tropics and the uh, the carefreeness of the birds that are singing. For me, it was annoying as heck. And uh, Disney's done a couple of things over the years that uh, they, they've learned, like uh, the whatever anniversary of Walt Disney World. Uh, they covered the uh, Cinderella castle with a big inflatable cake. Like, so it looked like a big, huge birthday cake. Like, it sounds pretty cool and for oh. people to go every day. But if you're one of these people like Craig, who's got a bucket list to go to Disney World, and you show up and there's this, That's right. and there's this big pink cake where there's supposed to be a castle, you're kind of annoyed. And they've learned that now. They do, if they do something like that, it's temporary or it's just like one-off kind of thing. It's like it's for an afternoon. That's good, because I would hate to get there and see a giant cake and going, really? Where the hell is the castle? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I came for the castle and Mickey Mouse, and I don't see either one of them. I'm not going to be happy. <laughs> uh, so when are we going to talk about the – because here's the thing. After I had this conversation with you guys mm-hmm. uh, and you told me that the show was going to be about Disney and all, it sparked some interest in me, and I went back and I watched the first Indiana Jones Yes, I love it. <laughs> yeah, um, and it was funny because here's here's the funny part. During the movie, mm-hmm. the guy that's what's the name of the guy that helps him that is in the the plane pilot? Mark. Oh God, his name is Jock Lindsay. Yeah. So remember, I, I so so tell the story of that so that I don't jump ahead. Jock Lindsay. T- go to the the Jock Lindsay bar story. Okay. The um, Trader Sam. <laughs> Trader Sam is based on a character that has got a huge background at Disney. And if you're going in the Jungle Cruise, you'll be able to walk through his like proprietary and this kind of stuff, right? Same thing with Jock Lindsay. They've created an entire back history of this character. And now this is him pseudo-retired in a bar. And there's the bar is amazing. And it's got all these artifacts that he has theoretically collected from all around the world. It's a really cool bar with its own mugs and everything. 
So that's another reason for you to go to Walt Disney World, Craig. Okay, there we go. Yes, because I'm an Indiana Jones fan. I love Indiana Jones. It's one of my favorite movies of all yeah. time. I think I remember the bar because we just stopped there because Justin wanted to go in for one drink. So in other words, it was like a mark. Yeah, just one drink. <laughs> no, because it's at Disney Springs, right? Like, yes. It's right there. So yeah. I think it was uh, right in front of wherever we stopped to eat dinner. So Justin ah, okay. went in for one drink while we waited for our seat at the other ah, restaurant. Okay. So, and it was really nice, but like, I didn't really pay attention to it, right? Like, it's that thing when you don't know you're supposed to be paying attention, you don't yeah. really pay attention. If I, if I knew we were going to do this, this specific show, I would have paid more attention, I guess. There you go. Yeah. So now, for example, the day I may God permit go to Hawaii, I will probably be more alert, you know, with the places that Mark tells me to go to, for example. Oh, I just say his name. Hey, I'm a friend of Mark's. Oh, Mark, yeah. how's he doing? Yeah. We haven't seen him for a while. Yeah. What's going on? I feel, uh, yeah. Especially if I find a thrift store there in Hawaii. <laughs> There's going to be a picture of Mark, like best consumer. Actually, we never hit a thrift store in Hawaii. Oh. We just went to regular stores. Wow. Mark went to a yeah, regular went store. To like a- no, jaw dropping. Like yeah. the nerve. Yeah. Uh, hey, what I the still hell? Like, what, are, what are the thrift stores, stores going to think of that? Okay. If you go there, you can get a Hawaiian shirt for 10 bucks. Or you can go to downtown Honolulu and get a Hawaiian shirt for like 200 bucks, right? And it's going to be the same shirt. I don't know, dude. 10 bucks seems a little off budget for you. A little high. A little high. I I feel like you've bought a a fridge for that price (laughs) (laughs) at some point. That's true. He has. Yeah, yeah. Sidetracked. It's all good. Uh, So what about around the world, Mark? Is there any differences we see in any of the Trader Sam's? Or uh, the Enchanted Tiki Room, sorry, uh, around the world. Well, apparently the Japanese one, which Justin has been to, he talked to us about it. Yeah. Like yeah. the uh, the one in Orlando tried to be under Iago and Zazu. Apparently they have a Stitch one where Stitch comes in and interrupts everybody. In Japanese. In Japanese, apparently. <laughs> and so I expect that might be a little bit more fun than Gilbert Gottfried coming in and screaming, uh, which was, was the uh, Iago one was. but. Yeah, so apparently that's there's a different one there. Of course, I haven't been to it, but Justin has, and he's given us first reviews on it. So that's kind of cool. There we go. All right, so let's get to the good stuff. Every time we talk about Mark's adventures, we have to talk about drinks and food. And so let's talk about Trader Sam's because that's because like basically the Enchanted Tiki Room is not a restaurant, folks. It's it's basically just an attraction. Yes. So Trader Sam's is the bar. So let's talk about Trader. Is Sam's. it in the same place or is it a whole other thing? It's a it's a whole other thing. They are not located in the park at all. Oh, okay. Oh. Wait, the, the Enchanted Tiki Room the or the Trader Tiki Sam's? Room is an adventure land along with the Jungle Cruise, the ride in both cases. Mm-hmm. That is one of the lands in Disney World, Walt Disney World, or in Disneyland. Like there's Tomorrowland and this kind ah. of stuff. Like Animal Kingdom. Like Animal Kingdom, but no. See, like remember when you went to Walt Disney World? Yeah. Uh, there's where the where the big castle is. That's the Magic Kingdom. Adventureland is part of the Magic Kingdom. Uh, so the Trader Sam's, there's four main, or there's three other resorts on the main monorail in Walt Disney World going to uh, the Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And the Polynesian Resort is one of them. And inside the Polynesian Resort, you go past the main entrance area, you go past there, down a hallway towards the rooms, and this there's a door that says Trader Sam's. It's also available, there's a patio, but there's just a nondescript door. So it's right in the Polynesian Village. 
in Disneyland, it's right beside the Disneyland Hotel. Ah. So you have to leave the park and it's about as far away from the park as you can get, but still be on Disney grounds. Yeah. Oh, really? But I mean- Disney Disneyland isn't that big. All right. It fits into one of the parking lots of Walt Disney World. Yeah. I think we've just had this discussion before with me and you. It's like Walt Disney, when he made the first park, he didn't have a lot of land to work with. Uh, and then once he made the one in Florida, yeah. is that right? Yeah. The, yeah. He basically made sure they had ample amount of, basically he wanted to build a city. That's what he, I think we yes, talked about this before. He wanted to build a Epcot city. Epcot Center was supposed mm-hmm. to be a city. A city. But, but mm-hmm. he died right before. Yeah. But it was like, yeah. there's even a, if anyone's interested, there's a YouTube video, uh, a documentary about uh, the city of the future that Walt was projecting. Ah. He was always ahead of his time. You ever noticed very, that? Like he's just, he was, very, he was so ahead of his time. Yeah. So the yeah. Disney hotel at Disneyland is a really cool hotel, very mid-century looking. And so Trader Sam's is right beside that, along with the uh, uh, Tongera. I how to pronounce it. Uh, the room, it was under construction too, so I couldn't eat there. It was just like it was. Okay, so what's the difference between the two of okay. them though? First of all, Trader Sam, as we mentioned, is a fictional character, right? But they got this huge backstory. Yes. And when you're going through the Jungle Cruise uh, attraction, you'll see with the Trader Sam is the head salesman of the Jungle Cruise Navigational Company. Ah, uh, which explains all the memorabilia mm-hmm. and stuff. But also in keeping with the bar's Jungle Cruise themes, the bartenders there are known as skippers, as opposed to everybody else there are known as cast members. That's the rock on Jungle Cruise, the movie. He's the skipper. He's the skipper. Ah, okay. So there's not a lot Very of difference cool. between the two bars per se. They're both quite small on the inside, and but they both have patios. The drinks are similar, but there's drinks in one place you can get there. There in one location, you can't get the other. There's also mugs you can get in one location, you can't get in the other. They both have animatronics. They both have theatrics when you order certain drinks. Uh, there's all kinds of shenanigans going on all the time. Uh, kids aren't are not allowed in the uh, Orlando one after eight. So, uh, Mark, I have a question. What is the difference between these places and other tiki bars? I think the big difference is the um, the skippers. A lot of places. There's not a lot of staff where this place has a lot of staff. And of course, the animatronics, a lot of the show that goes along with it. Like a lot of cases, Tiki Bars, it's the uh, the bartender or they'll have a few things that'll happen. But Disney, it's the whole experience. It's uh, it's very Disney-fied. But I can think, like you said, I mean, I think that Disney, anything they do, it's always like top-notch entertainment for the visitors, the guests. Because like you said... For most people who goes to Disney, I'm not saying most, okay, let me, let me rephrase that. For some people who go to Disney, there is, this is the one time in their entire lifetime that they've been there or are going to be there. So Disney, like you said, you've have learned that like, this is what we have to do. We have to give them the best out of this, out of this world experience that they're going to have. The other thing that the, the Trader Sam's have that very few other places have is Dole Whip. Dole is the pineapple juice company and they have this soft, soft mm-hmm. ice cream, like a vanilla ice cream, but it's pineapple flavored. And you can get those, mm-hmm. you, oh. and you can get those at, at Enchanted Tiki Room, at the Polynesian, and in both the Trader Sam's. Ooh, when, there you go. That sounds delicious. Pineapple. Oh, it, it is to it is to die for. Throw a bit of rum in there, and you're so. Yes. I knew he was going to say that. I knew he was going to start throw some rum in there. <laughs> Did you know? I don't know. Maybe. Well, it depends the question, really. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. All right, so. That's right. You might know these facts. You might not. Let's find out. All right. So, actually, let's talk about some cool facts about the Enchanted Tiki Room that I found out through some research. And so, one of the first things I found out was really cool was actually 
that the Chantiki Room was the first building on the Disney property to have AC. Now, there's a reason behind that. What ended up happening was that because of all the animatronics, they were running on computers. Now, the computers back there were huge, massive towers. And so what they would do is put the towers of computers under the floorboards. And so to make sure the computers don't crash, overheat, because there's a lot of heat being generated by computers, they actually put an AC. So the AC was actually meant for the computers. Now, this day and age, I've actually, through the research, I found out that the whole show runs on a MacBook now. So it just shows you how technology has gotten way better. We've gone through a whole floor of computers that had to run the show down to just a laptop. And I bet the you the, show. And I bet you the AC is now more potent than it used to be. <laughs> That's right. Also, it's freezing. Holy jumpings, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. So the original uh, Enchanted Tiki Room was designed to be a real restaurant. It was supposed to be a real restaurant, a fully operated restaurant. Uh, but they found through basically all the t- details and animatronics and the show and things like that and the timeline, because like Mark said, the show is about 15 to 17 minutes long. There was no way they could serve people drinks and food. It was just not a possibility. So they did turn it back into attraction, shorten the time. And yes, so you basically walk in and out. There's no food there. That's what they have this Trader Sam's for. And of course, I mean, if you've been to Disney, which I haven't, Eh, um, there's thousands of restaurants there, as I, I'm sure, right, Mark? Absolutely. There's there's no lack of places to eat there or drink, especially yes. if you go to Disney Springs. No shortage. No shortage. Actual Disneyland. There's uh, the California Adventure Park, which is part of Disneyland, California. Yes. You, you, mm-hmm. There are there are bars in there, but there are no bars in actual Disneyland. Uh, except, ah. except for Club 33, which is a private members only, give me lots of money and you can be here, Club. And how so, about in Orlando? Because I know in, um, I, I think in Magic Kingdom, there's no drinks allowed, but in Epcot, there is? Yes. Actually, I think there's some ah. the rest of them as well now, and like in designated places because there's restaurants now. Ah, uh, okay. So do you think that's because it's a, it's a Disney's always been portrayed as a family event and- also, so you don't want people getting intoxicated and then being there all day. So that's another whole situation you run into if you do have bars in on the park. Well, yeah, because yeah. drunk drunk people cause problems sometimes, right? Yeah, I could totally see that. And roller coasters and drinking do not mix. No, God, no. <laughs> Jesus, hell no. I couldn't even imagine the guy has to clean up that mess on a daily basis. No, thanks. I mean, it's already, I'm sure it happens, just being sober. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like add alcohol to that, it just yeah, it's just a mess. <laughs> now, having worked at the Auto X a couple of years, I can tell you that's it's not a pretty sight. No, but here's the thing: it actually is funny because actually I work for the X as well. All the rides, like the loop de loops or anything that goes upside down, and you know how you usually can't be in the area of the ride itself. Like, is there's an entrance, there's an exit. So a couple of rides, you could actually, if you work there, go down where the the main part of the ride is, like the trailer part of it. And find like a ton of spare change because people when they go upside down, yeah. the change comes out of their pockets. Yeah, so, so you get like tons of change on the floor. So if you need a coffee and you work at an exhibition, just go to one of the rides that goes upside down, like a loop to loop or something, and you'll find yourself some spare change. You probably find some phones <laughs> there too. Phones, unfortunately, uh, vomit. <laughs> it's like yeah. spare change in the middle of the vomit. Oh, my God. It was so funny, too, because I, I did it for a couple of years when the exhibition was here in Ottawa. 
And uh, the the big the thing that's actually kind of exciting, and it sounds sort of stupid in some ways, is the final night. So what ended up happening is that it's a ten day thing. The exhibition here is in here in Ottawa, and the last night, anyone who works on the exhibition, even if you're like local, so the, the exhibition itself has people that actually own the rides. Like they travel from one city to another city to another city, another city. But they also get like a lot of locals like me that work the rides and work the park. So the last night is teardown. It means that they actually have to come basically take the rides down and put them back on the trailers and so they're portable and ready to go. And so you start that because the exhibition itself ends at like 11 o'clock at night. So literally you tear down from 11 o'clock all the way through to like sometimes I think I've been there seven or eight o'clock in the morning, still tearing down. And then of course these guys, it's the last night there. So what they'll do is they'll go back to their trailers, get absolutely ripped. And then the next day take off to the next city. So the big party for all the people who work in an exhibition is the last night after your ride's been completely torn down. So as a local, it's great because you just go from trailer to trailer to trailer. And these are people you've worked with for 10, for 10 days. And uh, it's it's quite the party. That's all I can say to that for sure. Hey, what's this sound? Tiki room and the tiki 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 room. Now, what's this? Okay, so uh, I don't think we talked about this on the show, Mark, because I remember we mean we've talked just because. So there's a, a, a specific, very specific song that's in the Tiki Room, the Enchanted Tiki Room. What's what's the song called again? Well, there's that one there. That's the uh, theme song in the Tiki, right. Tiki 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 Room. Right. And it's written by who? This one here. Let's see. There was a bunch of writers. Their names were uh, the Sherman Brothers, and they wrote an awful lot of the music for a lot of the Disney movies back then. Ah. So they also wrote this theme as well. Ah, there we go. Yes, there's a lot of catchy themes that they've definitely written in over the years for sure. So the other thing is cool that the original Tiki Chatted Tiki Room was sponsored by United Air. So Walt Disney was very good at selling attractions to companies to sp- help sponsor them. So the Chatted Tiki Room was originally sponsored by United Air because they had all these flights going to Hawaii and they thought this is the best marketing scheme they can come up with is to sponsor the Enchanted Tiki Room in Disney. Of course, through time, though, Dole's actually took over the sponsorship and still is today. So Mark was just talking about earlier in Mark's adventures about the Dole Whip. And so before you get on the ride and after you get on the ride, you actually get a free Dole Whip, which is, like you said, it's like kind of like an ice cream with pineapple. You don't get a free one anymore. Oh, no. Are you seriously charging now for this stuff? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's Disney. they got to make their money. That's right. Nothing's free. Every once in a while, you can get like a souvenir uh, plastic mugs and bowls and drinks too. Uh, But that only happens like every couple of years or so. It definitely is a marketing money machine for sure. Oh, yeah. Now, some of the characters I'll see that start the show or the main characters of the Enchanted Tiki Room are the macaws. So there's four of them that actually do the show and start the show. And so through time, though, those colors on those macaws have changed and also, too, they also have different accents. So all four of them are, have different accents from different countries. So, example, the one that's supposed to be from Paris has the red, white, and blue stripes on his feathers. These are Me- there's a Mexican, oh, sorry, a German one. So the German would have what is that? Yellow, black, and red. Black and red, right? So all these because the colors of their feathers represents the country they come from, or are supposed to represent, and their accents that they actually use during the show. So I think that's pretty cool. So there's some information about the Enchanted Tiki Room. I'll see Mark's adventures. Whoa. Wait, before we go any further, 
The, yes. uh, the Actually, the cool, cool, cool thing, did you know, the German parrot, Macaw, it was voiced by a gentleman by the name of Thurl, T-H-U-R-L, Ravenscroft. Mm-hmm. He's also the singer from The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. Boris Karloff did the reading, but Boris Karloff did not do the singing. Ah, I did not know that. There you I, go. There we go. I did not know. <laughs> there you go. There's a lot of the same people voice an awful lot of the same attractions. Like Thurl mm-hmm. is in the Pirates of the Caribbean. Thurl is over in, the, he's actually over in the Jamboree Bears. He's everywhere. It's cool. Very cool. Very cool. Disney actually did utilize the talents that they had and used it over different formats. Like I said, the movies, the the, the rides, the attractions. They were very smart to make sure that those voices were very familiar and that they were used over and over and over again. Cool. So there's some cool facts about the Enchanted Tiki Room of Quark's Mark's Adventures. We talked about the Enchanted Tiki Room and Trader Sam's. So there'll be tons of information on Mark's page for that. And so that is basically our show. We actually give you guys some drinks as well. So let's tell everybody who we are. Who are we? Who are we? I'm... I'm I sometimes have to look at my name tag to check out who I am. Uh, anyways, so it's www.tikicentralcanada.ca. Or .com. There we go. And on that main page, yes, you'll see all the information about this episode, the recipes. By the way, we heavily, all three of us, recommend three thumbs up, the Castaway Crush. Yes. Definitely try it. Try it with a Kasasha. Kasasha. The there we go. She's like, oh, my God. Uh, anyways, yes. Yeah, so try with that. If you don't like it, then obviously you can try and do it with vodka or rum, like she said. You can substitute it out. But definitely a really good drink to try out. And also, too, we have our episode and recipe page. So easy to navigate. Click on the link you want to. Brings you down to the bottom, wherever you want to go. And then to go to the top, just click on the arrow on the bottom right-hand corner. Brings you back to the top of the page. We do have a cool link page with lots of research on there for you guys. So anything to do with tiki or drinks or bartending in general, tons of information there. And we also have a subscribe page, so please do subscribe. Please. I'm trying to do the animal from like from the Muppets. Subscribe. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so we can actually go get some gas in our car and our tanks and actually go over to Paula's house. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, hey, the Bat Cave takes premium, so I have to make sure we have enough gas to get from Canada to my house, <laughs> you know, and then back to Mark's house. Aviation fuel, man. Oh, that's right. So there we go. So it's super expensive. We definitely need the money for that. There we go. Uh, <laughs> but hey, again, Mark is not Batman. We just want to clarify that. <laughs> Nor have I ever been Batman. Wink, wink. Anyways, yes. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so check out all the uh, cool links on our page here, guys. And uh, go off and enjoy some drinks. I know I'm going to. I'm sure Max can come out of the out of the Batcave and he's going to go off and have some drinks. Polly goes has to go check on the young one. And uh, yes, so thank you for listening, guys. And please stay tuned to the next show. See ya. Aloha. Ciao. Ciao. Well, I don't know about you, but I got informed. Guys. Hey, guys. Where's my drink? Whereas the one in Orlando has got more of a theme, more of a, hmm. more of a, <laughs> yeah, more yeah. of a theme from 20,000 leagues under the sea. Uh, okay, okay. I haven't heard a landline in so long. Like this is almost shocking to me. That's because we have a landline because normal works from yeah. home. That's why. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. It is.